the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for coming along. The Wednesday edition, actually the St. Patrick's Day edition of The Ride Home. But uh, nowhere in our show calendar are we referencing St. Patrick's, with the exception of here right now, Kath. And neither you, Mike, or I, or we are wearing any vestiges of green, are we? Get any no. green on you? No. Mike, no. you get any green on you? I think this counts as green. What is what it? What I'm wearing. It's it's a teal, right? Okay. It's, it's a teal. Yeah, a that's, that's close green. enough. It's better yeah. than what we got. Yeah. I'm yeah. wearing blue. Kath has got what? Well, I got like okay, a coral thing. I got coral, coral uh, I'll call it. Now, I feel like if I wear green when it's St. Patrick's Day and I'm not Irish, it's a little Everyone's insulting. Irish. Everyone's Irish on St. Patrick's Day. That's right. Aaron but you're actually Irish, John, so I, am. I'm a, I, I think I'm disappointed in you. I got nothing in my wardrobe that's green. I can't I believe. believe it. I have I no green shirt, no green mm. sweater, nothing whatsoever. When we were growing up on St. Patrick's Day, my mom had a, um, a vanity, you know, the, um, is that what it's sure. called? With the, yeah, with the mirror in the center. Yes, she mm-hmm. had that in, uh, in my parents' uh, bedroom. And on the left-hand side top drawer towards the back was a wicker small basket, maybe three inches high, round. Inside there was the St. Patrick's Day accoutrement. Mm. The pins, shamrocks, really? buttons, and first one up on St. Patrick's Day, the kids got to go through there. You were good to go to class. Really? Mm-hmm. Not, not, see, not, when, see, when you're Polish, you don't have anything like that. Now no, I, have, I, have no to, I have to ask you, John, are you eating uh, corned beef cabbage today? No. My wife and I had a conversation about this. Um, okay. I do not appreciate the uh, corned beef and cabbage. What? I'm sorry. I just, it are grosses me out. Quite, grosses yeah, me out, My too. wife, she lives for it. Oh. I mean, she thinks it's like... Now, apparently, Mike, you, you're in the oh, same I boat as well. It. I love the really. taste of that. Heck, yeah. yeah. Now, I like a corned beef sandwich. I like a That's Rachel good. or a Reuben. I love yeah. a Reuben. Give me a good Reuben. Yeah. But the corned beef, like in the water, in the thing. I, no. No, Mm-mm. I don't think so. No. Every, anyway, happy St. Patrick's Day to everybody out there. The last 10 years, my mom makes that for uh, really? every every St. Patrick's Day. And she knows Last 10 it. years. Last 10 years. What yeah. happened, like, you know, the previous, previous like, time? Ah, she, she would she would make um, – she would get mashed potatoes and put uh, like f- green food coloring in it, and mm. that was our. Oh, uh, Irish are you Irish? I am. I am. My grandmother's oh, well, that, name is Duffy. Yep. I didn't realize that. Yeah, Flynn. That's yeah. good. That's a good Irish name. Flynn's Duffy, a very good Irish. Duffy name. seems Irish, doesn't? Oh it? yeah, it is. It's definitely yeah, Irish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know what percentage, well, but. So. Well, that's a lot, Mike. Well, congratulations yeah, to you and John both. Thanks. It's a big day. Aaron, yeah, thank wrong. you. My mother's name. My mother's name is Maloney, Grace Maloney. So we're part of the Maloney clan there, I'm from nice. County Cork, I do believe that the family would be proud of. You guys anyway. can salute. You guys can salute me on um, Bobby Vinton's birthday. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> It's the best I got. Fine. He's the Polish prince. Everybody's yeah, got to, you know, stake their claim. 
Yep. Stake your claim. All right, speaking of staking your claim, let's take a look at the news here. Stake okay. our claim on that at 4 o'clock. As we always do, Kath, get underway. The uh, top four at four. All right. You asked for it, you get it. For Wednesday, March 17th, which is St. Patty's Day. Number one. Eight people, most of them women of Asian descent, were killed last evening in three shootings at Atlanta era Atlanta area spas before police arrested a 21-year-old man suspected of being the lone gunman. USA Today is reporting that the suspect told authorities his actions were not racially motivated and that he frequented some of the spas where the shootings took place. The Cherokee County Sheriff's Office said the shooter viewed the spas, quote, as a temptation he wanted to eliminate. Atlanta Police Chief Rodney Bryan said it was too soon in the investigation to say whether the shootings were a hate crime, but the killings came amid a recent wave of attacks against Asian Americans that coincided with the spread of the coronavirus all across the United States. Number two, the world's thirst for gasoline isn't likely to return to pre-pandemic levels, so says the International Energy Agency. According to the Wall Street Journal, the agency predicts that humankind's need for the fuel has already peaked. How about that? Already peaked. And an accelerating global shift toward electric vehicles, along with increasing fuel efficiency among gasoline-powered fleets, will more than outweigh demand growth from developing countries. Now, the forecast comes as automakers have pivoted recently to boost their EV fleets. We've talked about that in the show. After years of industry skepticism about whether car buyers would ever embrace fully electric models. GM says it would stop selling gas-powered vehicles by 2035. Volvo says it's going to be all electric by 2030. So gasoline in the rearview mirror. You know, this summer, the roads are going to be clogged. I agree. No matter where you go, people are going to be out. So that may be a a while until that happens fully. Take it up with the International Energy Agency. All right, thank you. Number three, Bill Cowher has chosen Steeler team president Art Rooney II to present him at his induction ceremony to the Pro Football Hall of Fame this summer. According to the Trib, Cowher made his decision shortly after being elected as part of the Centennial Slate in January of 2020, but waited till today to announce it during an interview that aired on the team's website. Cowher called it, quote, a no-brainer. Quote, I called Art up that night and I said, Art, you're the only one because you knew me before and after. You knew what our family was all about because it is all about the dynamics of family. I was working for one. We vacationed together. We're one big family. Yes, you were held accountable. You had to make tough decisions, but no one knew me better or knows me better than Art Rooney. Oh, Bill Cowher. That's great news. I love it. I love it. And number four, turning to the world of food, it started with mayo chup. You familiar with mayo chup? I'm not. Heinz could not leave it there. Cranch, mayo must, mayoracha, and mayo Q soon followed. What am I talking about? Condiment mashups, people. And these are the new ones on the horizon, including wasabioli, hanch, and tarchip. Mm-hmm. Okay. Kraft Heinz Canada on Monday announced the launch of these dual flavored sauces available north of the border. Now for now you can only get them in Canada where Heinz claims they drew inspiration for the toppings. So we've got a tarchip, which is a mix of tartar sauce and ketchup. Uh, We've got the wasabi garlic aioli recipe that combining that. And we've got the mixing of the hot sauce and ranch to form hanch. You know, if I'm going to make that, I'm going to make it myself. I'm not going to buy a pre-made. Well, I don't think the Heinz company wants to hear you say that. I'm just telling you, you know, you want to make it to your own particular taste. 
The company is describing the products at, at Heinz, as Heinz crowdsourced because they reached out to each of the people who actually invented, came up with these ideas and included them in the process of getting the mashups onto grocery stores across Canada. And that people is your top four at four. Nice. Uh, would you be interested in any of those sauces? Uh, well, so I, you know, my, my husband's family's from Canada. Mm. And so I was already exposed to their mayo ketchup combination, which they eat on everything. Really? Like for yes. fries? Yes. Yeah, yes. I know people do that. Yeah, so that's a, that's a really big deal up there. And you can, it, you buy it already combined. Mm-hmm. So it's not like a thing. But, you know, tarchip, you know, the mix of tartar sauce and ketchup. I've Now that was uh, shared in the late night tweet 10 years ago by some Toronto citizen named Ariane. Got picked up by the Kraft Heinz company. Uh, the wasabi ga- garlic aioli recipe inspired by Emma from Toronto. How about that? Thank you. It sounds pretty good, actually. That sounds good. And the uh, hot sauce and ranch uh, was credited to a Reddit user who goes by the name Deep from Vancouver. Go deep. All right. (laughs) Hot sauce and ranch might be good. You have like the hot and the cool together. Although the term hanch is, (laughs) it's a little rough. I feel like uh, this isn't a a weird consumer worry. I think they're going to run out of shelf space. Well, there's too many condiments. There's too much going on. Do you think that it slows you down? I mean, if, well, if that's the kind of thing you're going to be concerned about, John, then you're I'm living just saying, a privileged I'm just, life. I'm just, oh, there it is. There's the word. Privilege. Where's my hand? I'm so privileged. You need, you need your hand. Holy smokes. Or the tar chip. Yes. Shall we take a break? I think we should. Okay. What's next, please? Okay. Coming up next. Hold on. I got to get pull up my clock. Okay. Here. Okay. Oh, Dr. Michael Brown next. The difference. But, oh, please tell me there is a difference. And I want to see it right now. The difference between the political spirit and the Christian spirit. Show us the way. 101.5 WORD. You're listening now, so we know you're a fan of the radio station. I am a big fan. And we want you to know that we appreciate you. I am your number one fan. That's why we've developed the Word FM Fan Club. It's free to join, and once you do, you can take part in exclusive surveys and contests. Yeah, I love contests. Special offers. Great giveaways. Discounts. Freebies. I'd like to win one of these contests. Become a member today. Go to wordfm.com slash fan club and sign up. We're big fans. Well, by now, you all heard me talk about my pillow and how it's really a great, very comfortable pillow. They won't go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want, and they maintain their shape and they're made in the USA. Now, for a limited time, my pillow is offering the premium my pillows for the lowest price ever. You can get a queen size premium my pillow for $29.98. They are regularly $69.98. It's a $40 savings. Kings are only $5 more. All MyPillow products come with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, and use promo code WORD. You'll also get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the Giza Dream bed sheets, the MyPillow mattress topper, and MyPillow towel sets, or call 800-391-0954. Use promo code WORD. Or right now, MyPillow.com. Dot com. MyPillow.com. The thing about comparing rates at Progressive.com is that by now you've heard a lot of ads about comparing rates at Progressive.com. We probably don't even need the words comparing rates anymore to remind you that seasoning steaks at Progressive.com is an easy way to save on car insurance. Or that swimming in trousers helps you find the lowest rate. And that's the thing about foraging for truffles. You've heard a lot of ads about standing tiptoe on a cinder block. Compare rates and... S- <clears throat> 
<clears throat> Sing softly to a wounded field mouse and save at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. When the earth stands between you and a finished project, you need E&K Excavation. Whether you have to dig it, grade it, drain it, prep it, stabilize it, shape it, clear it, or dispose of it, E&K Excavation has over 100 years of combined experience and a fleet of heavy equipment to help you bend it to your will. They can handle any size project for your home or business, providing quality results on time and on budget. For a free quote, visit ekexcavation.com. They'll move the earth for you at ekexcavation.com. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company presents... Doug. Okay, class, let's bump it up to nine. Come on, Limu, keep peddling. We gotta build our endurance to let more people know that Liberty Mutual customizes your car insurance, so you only pay for what you need. Pick up the pace, bird legs. Hey, don't talk to Limu like that. I'm not, I'm talking to you. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Get a customized quote at LibertyMutual.com. Have we always inflected at the altar of politics in this country? It feels as though that politics has been lifted up as to something greater, holy. It's, it's become very strange in the landscape that we live in today. And I wonder, has it always been that way? Well, Dr. Michael Brown is back with us. Dr. Brown is the host of the Daily Nationally syndicated talk radio show called The Line of Fire, the author of more than 40 books and over 1,500 op-ed pieces here to talk to us today about the difference between the political spirit and the Christian spirit. Dr. Brown, welcome back. Hey, always great to be with you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. All right, Michael. So um, this article that you begin talking about in your article, uh, the one you cite is from The Atlantic um, by Shadi Hamid. And uh, Shadi says that people are every bit as religious as they ever were in America. It's just that they're religious in a different way. Tell us about it. Right. Well, what he was arguing in this article is that there has been a decline in religious attendance, religious affiliation in America. And that's that's undeniable that that's taken place. And and numbers of affiliation have dropped about 10 percent in the last 10 years. And you have the rise of, of the nuns, the religious nuns. People have no religious affiliation. And he was saying that uh, the passions of religion are now being translated into the, the passions of politics. I think there's truth in that. But what I've also found is that the passions of politics have made their way into the religious world and that Christians, especially evangelical Christians, are more caught up with politics and in a political spirit than they've been in my lifetime. And I think in many ways it's become very unhealthy. Mm -hmm. So, Michael, as you go into this, you bring some caveats out, which I think are important as Christians to think about and discuss amongst ourselves, right? We've fallen into this hole. So could you just quickly go through these six caveats, which I think clearly define terms of politics or faith? Right. So so to sum up, I'm not saying that we get out of politics. We should vote. We should make our views known. We should pray for our political leaders. Some individual Christians will actually be called to get involved in politics and run for office. And by all means, we should be standing up for what's right morally and culturally. I, I voted I voted 
for Donald Trump the last two elections myself. I spoke openly about my views and things like that. Right now, with many things that the, the Democrats are doing with the Equality Act and H.R. 1, this is very dangerous stuff in terms of freedom of religion and the direction of America. So by all means, we are involved. It's, it's an issue of priorities, and it's an issue of attitude. Mm, okay. So our attitude should be the same as Christ Jesus. That's what the uh, New Testament tells us, right? Um, and so yeah. we, we have to, it's hard because in this world today, we're being awesome. formed by a lot of things. We're being formed by what we hear on the radio, what we see on cable television, what people say on social media. Um, how do we resist that temptation and remember that we can't be formed? We can, we can be in that world, but not of it. So we're not formed by it. Right. So first and foremost, we are not political creatures. We're spiritual creatures. First and foremost, we are not Republican or Democrat, but but rather children of God. And and yes, Jesus overturned the corrupt money changers in the temple. We understand he did that. And yes, Jesus rebuked the religious hypocrites. Some people say, well, I want to be like that. That's the Jesus I'm going to follow. But Jesus then turned around and died for those very people. And more importantly, he, he gave us rules for living. He said that we're to, we're to pray for those that persecute us and despitefully use us, that, that we're to bless those who curse us. It doesn't mean passivity. And see, that's where people are missing it. So we just sit back and let them kill the babies. We just sit back and don't fight. No, no, we don't just sit back, but we don't react in a fleshly, carnal spirit. Let me lay it out like this. We are, we are both broadcasters. The three of us were broadcasters. If our goal was to be right-wing political agitators or left-wing political agitators, we'd be calling our opponents by name, mocking them with insults and innuendos, and our audience would be stirred up and angry. And, and, and what would the end result be? Hatred for those people. Instead, if we approach this from a gospel perspective, the people will see what the issues are. Our, our listeners will know what the issues are. They'll, they'll have a real burden. They'll be really concerned. They may hate injustice. They may hate abortion. They may hate things that are wrong in society, but they will have a burden also to pray for the people on the other side. Instead of demonizing these others, we recognize these are fellow human beings for whom Jesus died, and we want to reach them also with the good news. So it's, it's that attitude when you read to the New Testament here, when, when Paul talks about love and what characterizes love, and it's not rude, and it's not easily angry, mm-hmm. did he say, oh, by the way, that is suspended when you get into political talk? By the way, <laughs> when you get into social media and you're discussing Trump and Biden, you suspend those things, all the wisdom of Proverbs about how we speak. and No, you suspend that when it comes to politics. You might think that going to some of our social media pages, but no, that's not God's heart. And We're not going to change the world by becoming like the world. We should be the ones who are different. We should be the ones who stand out. Yes, we have our political views and our convictions, and and we don't just, you know, fall over and and, and let people trample us. But we are not going to win the battle primarily by just fighting back politically. We have spiritual weapons, and those weapons are much more powerful. Very good. The host of the Line of Fire radio show, Dr. Michael Brown, is with us. We're talking about the difference between the political spirit and the Christian spirit. I mean, Michael, clearly anybody can figure this out for themselves, right? You spend an hour in attack radio or watching cable news or, you know, reading some publication that inflames you, or you spend an hour in prayer or God's word 
clearly there is a difference or, in, in your spiritual e life. Right. Or even listening to music. I mean, even you don't even have to go as far as the speed. Like if you just listen to music or have silence or whatever, there's like a vast spectrum, right? Your, your spirit has changed. Yeah, listen, it, it so happens that from late afternoon yesterday until a little bit past midnight last night, the power was out in, in our neighborhood and region around. Uh, and because of that, you know, you didn't have access to normal things that you have access to. Sure. And I, I just I just spent more time. I did have the, the, the Bible on Kindle, you know, so I could just read freely. My, my phone was, was dying down a little bit. Nancy was, was just doing some reading, my wife Nancy, and praying and I just stepped away. It's like, okay, not time to answer emails, not time to get caught up, with, not even time to write another article or work on a book. And I thought, you know, to the extent you just pull away and stop and reflect, your attitude changes. And, and I know that I can go to some conservative website that in, in which I'm in agreement with their perspective. But as I start reading the headlines, my blood starts boiling. Democrats are doing this. Biden's doing this. Congress wants to do this. this and you, you start to get worked up. And I'm sure folks that, that have a different perspective and they're going to their, their liberal or their left wing website and they're real, you know, the evil Republicans or evil Trump or evil that. And they're getting worked up. And yes, there are issues, but it's that attitude. It's that spirit. And, and I honestly believe that there was kind of a perfect storm that just pulled a lot of us in and, and we became different people. It's not a matter of either or. It's a matter of priorities. It's a matter of attitude. I think what happened, the, the, the stakes with the elections got so high, and then the concerns about fraud and all of this, it, everybody got stirred up on all different sides. This is while people are trying to sort out vaccines, shutdowns, not having normal life for a full year. Many people not being out among their friends and fellowshipping in their churches the way they normally would. So we're kind of isolated in our homes now. Now we're in this cycle of constant 24-7 cable news. And like you said, the attack radio and things from all sides. And it, I think we just got caught up in something. And now that, that life has just calmed down a little bit more and taken another step towards getting back to normal, now would be a good time to see maybe we lost our way. Maybe we became something different. I, I have friends, colleagues, preachers of the gospel, pastors, leaders, and I would watch some of their posts and think, you're getting caught up. This is not the person that I knew. You're, you are preaching news the same way you used to preach the gospel. And, and some of them are recognizing it. Some, some are writing and saying, you know, I, I just kind of fell into this. Let's kind of step back. And, and yeah, step back, take a deep breath. Worship the Lord, get our heads clear. Jesus is still Lord. The Father still sits on the throne. And, and let's reevaluate our perspective. Michael, what about, um, let's take a, a current uh, kind of argument or discussion going on in social media. Um, you brought up the fact that there are a certain group of people who are vocal online in particular, who are from inside the Christian church. And they're talking about the fact that Christians have become too soft. They're too compassionate. Um, they're too uh, empathetic. Um, they need to be more like Jesus who overturned the tables in the temple. You know, they need to like actually put some force behind what they believe. Um, and you know, uh, Christians who don't do this are weak. Right. So the first thing is if you didn't vote a particular way, you got branded as weak. If you speak a kind word about anyone, you're branded as, as weak. Uh, if, if you call out a wrong political spirit, you're branded as weak. So there's a, there's a, there's a lot of name calling out there. But here's what I'd say in short. If you're really strong, demonstrate it by loving people. 
If you're really strong, demonstrate it by putting them first. If you want to show real courage, lay your life down for those who are hurting. People get so worked up. Well, they're killing babies. What are you going to do about it? Hey, first, we, we, we lost about 21 million babies during the 24 years of our last Republican presidents. In other words, this was going on anyway, and the vote didn't stop it. My thing is, well, what are you doing then? Are you involved in your, in your local city, neighborhood? Are you doing something to stop abortion on the grassroots level? You know, talk is cheap. Rhetoric is cheap. Demonstrate your real convictions by living it out in a way that the world can see and that your neighbor will look at you and say there's something different about you. The world is full of anger. It's easy to get angry. It's easy to lose your temper. It's easy to, to, to name call and insult. That's easy. That's childish. What strength is restraint, speaking with wisdom, not becoming evil, as Paul writes in Romans 12, don't become, don't be overcome with evil, but overcome evil with good. That's real, real strength. And remember, as I said, the same Jesus that overturned the tables of the money changers, then went and laid down his life and died for those very people. That's what's going to change the world. Amen. The difference between the political spirit and the Christian spirit, Dr. Michael Brown, nationally syndicated the Line of Fire radio show. Michael, thank you. Thank you for being a peacemaker, uh, a person of calmness uh, also, but of strength as well. So we... We are in lockstep with you here. Really appreciate that that good word for the day. Hey, before you leave us, talk to us about uh, where you and, and your wife are as far as uh, COVID. Uh, you get the vaccine yet or not? Uh, no, haven't haven't gotten it. We're we're healthy and thriving by God's grace. Turned sixty six yesterday and got a strong immune system. So I haven't haven't a deal with it yet. I've been out traveling, spoken in crowds of thousands, and and all good. But no, haven't. Uh, I don't know what I'll do if you have to be vaccinated to get into Israel or something like that. You know, we're yeah. just still processing, trying to find out what's the healthiest way. But we, you know, we take okay. good care of ourselves and follow all the protocols to show love to our neighbors. So that we're doing. Good. Well, happy birthday, Michael. Yep. Thanks so much, and look forward to being with you again. Always a pleasure. Peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. James 3.18, that's Dr. Michael Brown. We'll take a a quick step away. We're just getting underway here in the ride home. Stick around. Uh, Looks like uh, there's a dog, a good boy, back in the White House again. Some home repairs simply can't wait for spring, especially a leaky roof or drafty old windows. You can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, windows, gutters and downspouts, siding, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Don't put it off. Right now, Windows R Us offers 12 months no interest financing and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Get new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office. Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, or composite. To show their appreciation to word listeners, you'll also get 10% off your total project when you mention this station. Get 12 months no interest, no processing fee, and 10% off, backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. That's WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. Welcome back to Customize and Save with Liberty Mutual Insurance Company, the game show where you only pay for what you need. And we're out of time. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Liberty, 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 Liberty. 
I think it's fair to say that we live in very contentious times. And I don't know about you. Of course, you, when you look at the sweep of history, we've been here before. But there's something about the age we live in now where people wear their wokeness or their outrage or whatever it is that they claim as their demeanor on their sleeve. And it is above all, be all, the most important thing in their lives. Right. So people who say I'm a conservative or I'm a Trumper or I'm a never Trumper or whatever it is, however people want to approach it, that's like their calling card. That's the environment that they see themselves in, the family that they say they come from and the only community they want to be a part of. Oftentimes at the most important thing, which is all of us are children of God. I don't know about you, but getting a quality education especially a Christ-centered education, is a very difficult thing in this day and age. That's why Kath and I are very happy our children have been at Grove City College. It's important to claim who you are, but more important to know that you're a child of God as you involve yourself in rigorous studies. So when college students look at the world, is it just about being a conservative or being woke, or is it about something bigger and broader and more important than that? One of the reasons that we love Grove City is because they look at the whole person. And so we ask you, if you'd like to investigate a school that's going to train your child in something bigger and better, consider Grove City, gcc.ed. We are everywhere on your radio at 101.5 WORD-FM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app by heart, tune in and at radio.com. Tonight, we'll see increasing clouds with periods of rain later tonight with a low of 47. It'll be cooler tomorrow with periods of rain and a thunderstorm becoming breezy in the afternoon. Tomorrow's high 50. Cloudy, windy, and colder tomorrow night. Periods of rain in the evening, followed by a rain or snow shower in spots late, low 29. For Friday, breezy, intervals of clouds and sun, high 45. With your Iraqi weather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Dog lovers all over America were alarmed whenever the first dog, Major, took a nip out of uh, a yet unidentified person uh, within the confines of the White House. Mm-hmm. So the dog was quickly um, uh, given a little bit of a sabbatical, I'd say, right? Yeah, I sent so, back to, sent on uh, vacation. Yeah, just a little time off. Um, but it looks like the uh, good boy is back, major back at the White House. Uh, Joe Biden playing politics with the dog a little bit. He says that, uh, you know, 85% of the people love him. <laughs> That's really funny. 85% of the people love him. Major, who is a three-year-old, I love this, rescue dog. Now, you you got to say he's a rescue dog because that's the polite right, that's the- politically right. appropriate thing right. to say if he least. was a pure if you're if he, if he was pure oh. bed all of a sudden like biden would be some kind of elitist exactly he's a it's rescue a dog, dog. Uh, right <laughs> the dog apparently the president said quote the dogs being trained now uh, but disputed the idea that the pup was sent away after the biting incident he said the dogs went to delaware because the first couple was going to be out of town he was going to go home anyway. I did not banish him home to Jill. He was just going to be away for four days, so now I'm going to be away. So we just took him away. 
I don't know. I think the whole story was he bit somebody. He bit a secret service agent, right? He got carried away. I mean, you know, probably it wasn't like, you know, a bad bite. I mean, it wasn't like the guy lost a finger or something. Yeah, I think we know about that, right? right? Yeah. So anyway, good news is that the dog is back. All right. All right. Well, speaking of dogs, um, I saw the story in AP News yesterday that, um, you know, the Golden Retriever has been the most popular dog in America for 30 straight years. Really? 30 straight years. Yeah, that's the American Kennel Club's rankings, okay? But there is a dog that is, so to speak, nipping at the heels of the Golden Retriever, and that is the French Bulldog. Oh, I know it well. I've got a a friend who's got a French Bulldog. And what do you think? And let me tell you what it says about what the article says Mm -hmm. first, and I'm going to compare that with your experience, okay? It says they're stocky and Mm smush-faced. They have their charms, but also their limitations, Mm-hmm. A spokesperson for the American Kennel Club says French bulldogs are not the type of dog to go hiking with you. But if you want a dog that's going to snuggle up, be cute, be adaptable, and with minimal grooming, that's the kind of breed for you. Yeah. Um, the dog is fine. He's kind of like a little chunky thing, maybe a little high strung, but also can hang out. If you're hanging out, the dog's hanging out. If you want to get out and run around a little bit, the dog does that as well. Um, maybe uh, I would just say a little high strung. Um, mm. I don't know. Like a little nervous as a yappy? No, not yappy. Just kind of like, hey, let's go. Are you ready to. Okay. Um, so I think it's a lot of money for a French bulldog, like in okay. the thousands. Yes, it is. Okay. Mm. So can I read you the top 10 breeds? Top 10 breeds in America. Yes. This year, this yes. past is, year, is the, 2020. Boy, now you're, you're violating protocol because is there a rescue dog as part of that breed? Now, listen, I'm not trying to be PC here. I'm just, just trying saying. to give you. The essence of the story. Okay? I'm just it's saying. An... Okay. Number one, right. Labrador Retriever. Wait, this is the number one dog in all of America. Number one. This okay. is of 2020. All right. Okay. Labrador Retriever. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then French Bulldog. Okay. Then German Shepherd. Yeah. Then Golden Retriever. Yeah. Then plain old Bulldogs. Mm. Okay. I guess yep. that's just called Bulldog. Then Bulldog. Poodles, Beagles, Rottweilers. And German short-haired pointers, dachshunds round out the list at number ten, and they made it for the first time into the top ten since 2013. Dachshunds did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you feel about the weenies? <laughs> well, um, again, I've got a friend who has one. And how's and, that? Oh, so adorable. They're I mean, super cute. They're so, they're so silly looking. They are so silly, and they, they have a reputation as being a bit of a nipper. This dog is not a nipper. Okay. At all. Uh, it's just sweet. I love them. Okay. Real, uh, super affectionate, wants a lot of attention. And again, I think content to hang out on the couch or if you want to go out and run around, it, it can do it as well. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I like them. Great. Would you have one? Uh, my nephew has two, uh, Slink, and, Slink and Stella, they're mm-hmm. siblings. Yeah. And I find them extremely adorable. Yeah, they are. Mm-hmm. Very happy but I would not, but I wouldn't have a dog, so I wouldn't have one. Okay, I'm sorry for that. That is a loss in your end. But I'm happy. I want you all to have dogs so I can come okay. see your dogs because I love your dogs. Hey, we're doing something very cool here at uh, the Ride Home. You know, we've been talking about survivor stories the last few days. Uh, are you a survivor of cancer? You know, because being a survivor doesn't begin at remission. It begins at the diagnosis when the doctor tells you, hey, you've got the big C. Word FM presents survivor stories. It's stories of hope, faith, courage, and the words of patients and caregivers. We'd encourage you to be part of this. We'd love to read your story on air. 
If we do so, uh, you'll get yourself a spiff of a gift certificate to Roland's down in the strip or some other fine restaurant as well. But go there. Go to wordfm.com forward slash survivors. We're going to start to read these a little later on the month. So many wonderful stories, means of, you know, iron sharpening iron, encouragement for people who have been there, done that, gone through it, survivor stories at wordfm.com. We're going to step step away. away. I think we should. And then when we come back, we're going to talk about, this is a really specific thing, but if you've ever thought about what it means to be a deacon um, or read particularly what the scriptures say, uh, Matt Smethers, who's the managing editor of the Gospel Coalition, has been thinking about it too. We'll talk about it next. 101.5 WORD. There are three ways of dealing with the Bible, especially when you come to a passage that you don't quite agree with or understand. The first tactic is to pick and choose what you want to believe. The second is to remain ignorant of what the Bible has to say at all. The third is to dig into the Word and try to understand all of it, whether or not you like what it has to say. Well, if you fall into that last category or would like to, please join us this week on Through the Bible Radio. This evening at 9 p.m. on 101.5 WORD. If you're drowning in IRS debt and can't afford to pay, then you need to take advantage of special IRS tax programs that are available and free yourself from IRS collection efforts once and for all. Due to the financial hardship consumers are facing throughout the country, the Internal Revenue Service has made it easier to settle delinquent tax problems. An open phone line has been established by Community Tax for consumers to call and see if they qualify. Take down this number or store it in your cell phone, but call the Community Tax Helpline at 800-500-5588. If you owe back taxes to the IRS and cannot afford to pay them back, or even if you have years of unfiled tax returns, there's no need to fear anymore. But you have to call the Community Tax Helpline today at 800-500-5588 for the help that you need. Don't take on the IRS alone. They can attack your wages, savings, pension, home, and even your social security check. Call 800-500-5588 for your free consultation and to see if you qualify. That's 800-500-5588. When the earth stands between you and a finished project, you need E&K Excavation. Whether you have to dig it, grade it, drain it, prep it, stabilize it, shape it, clear it, or dispose of it, E&K Excavation has over 100 years of combined experience and a fleet of heavy equipment to help you bend it to your will. They can handle any size project for your home or business, providing Quality results on time and on budget. For a free quote, visit ekexcavation.com. They'll move the earth for you at ekexcavation.com. On the upcoming Deeper Faith Alaska cruise with Alistair Begg, you'll be surrounded by the fellowship of like-minded travelers and worship with Grammy Award-winning Laura Story and singer-songwriter Michael O'Brien. Share how Christ is deepening your faith in this once-in-a-lifetime teaching and travel experience. Join us for this unforgettable Alaska cruise coming in the summer of 2021 by calling 855-565-5519 or log on to deeperfaithcruise.com for all the details. For cancer patients, being a survivor doesn't begin at remission. It begins at diagnosis. Word FM presents Survivor Stories, stories of hope, of faith, and courage in the words of patients and caregivers who are living through cancer together. Share your story at wordfm.com. Survivor Stories, sponsored in part by Young Adult Survivors United and Gasky and Associates. Details at wordfm.com. What is a deacon? What are the roles of a deacon? How does a deacon serve the Christian church? 
I think for all the years we've done the show, we rarely speak of deacons, Kath. I think, I think you're right. Yeah, and I, it's a deficiency on our part. Well, that's why we're happy to welcome back to the show Matt Smurthurst. Matt's the managing editor of the Gospel Coalition. He's got a forthcoming book called Deacons, How They Serve and Strengthen the Church. Matt, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me back. Yeah, thanks, Matt. Okay, so the first thing that we talked about is that John mentioned that when he was growing up in the Catholic Church, that was a word he didn't know. He didn't know the word deacon. Um, and uh, I remember growing up in the Presbyterian Church and knowing the word deacon because I remember my mom was one. And so, you know, in, in our polity, it was the kind of thing that whenever, you know, once a year when deacons or elders were installed in the church, they got up in front of the congregation, right. you know, and that was, you know, kind of what it was. And so it was kind of part of my, like, understanding of how the church functioned, but that does not mean I knew what their role was, right? So that's what you've been digging into, Matt. So tell us what you found. Yeah, that's right. Um, I've I've written a book to try to kind of help clear away some of some of that very confusion. I, I think that the office of deacon is a very underrated office in, in the life of, of a church. And I think the reason it's often underrated is because it's so widely misunderstood. And admittedly, part of the reason, John and Kathy, for that is that uh, the Bible actually doesn't say much about deacons. So so we don't actually have a lot of material to draw from which I think on one level should should provoke humility and charity in our um, interactions with others mm-hmm. a little differently, but it should make us pay all the more attention to the little bit of material we do have in the New Testament and try to apply it correctly. Mm-hmm. So when I think of deacons, I think, you know, you think of those people that you've known who serve. And generally, I would say deacons are these servant people. These are the kind-hearted people. These are the people who do, you know, the grunt work, the elbow grease kind of people who are in the trenches. Is that a fair assessment from where I stand, Matt? Sometimes that's certainly the case, but uh, but a, a deacon is not a mere uh, janitor. You know, I, I think that yeah. Uh, churches often can get deacons wrong by either unduly elevating the role into sort of de facto elders or unduly reducing the role into just kind of a, a building and grounds team. And so, yeah, mm-hmm. some some churches would look at, you know, the person with business savvy or the person who can fix anything and say, well, you should be a deacon. But I think that falls far short of the Bible's very high vision for the office. Good. Got it. Okay, so then let's talk about the Bible's high vision. What is it? Well, I think Scripture uh, is clear. I mean, uh, uh, J- John used the correct word, servant, there, um, that, that deacons are model servants. They're exemplary servants in a church who are appointed into a, an official office, you know, and, and I, I believe it's only one of two offices in the local church. Elder or pastor is one, and deacon is the other. And their job is to assist the pastors, to assist the elders by protecting church unity, organizing practical service, and meeting tangible needs. Now, those are kind of three big umbrella categories. Of course, there's a lot of flexibility and application beneath them, but I think that that sketches out uh, the biblical vision. Okay. All right. So you said that that's only mentioned in a few places. Can you tell us where they are? And then what, you know, does each passage talk about something different or do they have agreement among them? 
Yeah, well, they uh, deacons show up arguably four times. Um, so two times it's explicit, one time it's implicit, and the fourth time is debatable. So the two explicit occurrences are Philippians one one, where Paul says, you know, to to the elders and deacons. Um, the other the other uh, more well known spot is First Timothy three, where Paul actually lists out qualifications for the office of deacon right after he's done so for elders. The implicit passage is actually the most famous one when it comes to deacons, and that's Acts chapter 6, the story of the widows being overlooked in the daily distribution in the Church of Jerusalem and the apostles raising up the seven to solve that problem. Um, And then the the debatable passage is Romans 16.1, speaking about Phoebe. Some would say she's a deacon in the church. Others would say she's just being referred to as a a servant-hearted person. But that's basically all we have. I see. So then, Matt, is church life then built into there are those who are elders, those are those who are deacons, and those who are everybody else? That's right. Yeah, and it's not to say that that um, the uh, you know it's the job of the it, elders and deacons are not kind of the professional Christians who are supposed to do all the ministry. I think I think a good way to think of it is that elders lead ministry, deacons facilitate ministry the congregation does ministry. And so uh, in my church, for example, we we say we're elder-led, deacon-served, congregation-ruled. Now, there are different church government styles, but um, I think deacons are an important yet subordinate office to the office of elder. They they report to the elders and, and, um, in a sense, carry out that larger vision of the church. But one, one more thing I'll just add briefly. In looking for a qualified deacon, you should not just be looking for the most servant-hearted person who will do everything himself. Actually, you want people who will mobilize ministry, who will organize service, who will recruit mm-hmm. volunteers, not just um, not just hoard it all themselves. Right. Is it standard procedure then? I mean, does it go against the board that all Christian churches— should have deacons. I mean, are there churches that don't have deacons? Yeah, some don't. I'm actually in the process of planting a church in uh, in Richmond, Virginia, in the, in the planning stages, and I don't think we will have deacons from the very beginning, um, but we will certainly uh, create diaconal positions as they're needed. So you can definitely have a church without deacons, but I think a church that fails to incorporate deacons when they're needed is really impoverishing itself, especially as it grows in in complexity and size. Mm. All right. So I think that Acts chapter six passage that you mentioned, um, Matthew, is instructive because we we realize where it came from, um, that there was a need um, that the that the widows were being overlooked, that there were there was too much of a need for people who needed food and care and the apostles weren't able to do it. And so they decided that they would set aside other people specifically for that role. And so Stephen would be what known as the first deacon. He's the first on the list. Yeah, he 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 was among that first crew of seven, and and of course uh, both Stephen and Philip go on later to be. Uh, well, Stephen's the first martyr, and then Philip is referred to later in Acts as as the first evangelist. So no one should think that 
uh, yeah. deacons are kind of the spiritual JV team. That's not the right. Case. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I really appreciate the fact that you said that um, because, you know, when it's, uh, this is uh, the eighth uh, verse in chapter six, it, it calls Stephen a man full of God's grace and power. And he did great <laughs> wonders and miraculous signs among the people. So that's not a guy who was like making sure that the door was locked at night. <laughs> exactly. It's was, it was far more than that. And also, Kathy, that's why I think that the focus in Act 6, when it came to what, what, uh, what, what the profile of the seven had to be, and Paul's focus in 1 Timothy 3, when he's talking about the qualifications for a deacon, they're not a skill set. It's actually a mm. profile of one's character. Ca- character is always more important than competence uh, when it comes to church leadership. Mm. So then when you think about deacons, Matt, and of course you've written about it, now we're talking about it, is that your takeaway? The deacon at first is a man of character and the the servant leader on later on. Yes. I mean, first and foremost, the the character is what matters. The the character is a necessary qualification, but it's not in itself sufficient. Of course, you also want a person, like I was saying earlier, who doesn't need to be babysat. Someone who, you know, responds to emails and takes initiative and sees needs and has that heart that wants to um, uh, mobilize others for service in the life of the church and act as kind of a, a shock absorber in the life of the congregation. Someone that, you know, when conflict arises, they muffle the shockwaves. They don't make them reverberate further. So a contentious person, someone who's who's easily offended and always wanting to, you know, enter the fray is maybe not the best fit for the office of deacon. Hmm. All right, Matt, last uh, question for you. We're talking to Matt Smithhurst. Um, you know, the story of Stephen is so, uh, it's so tragic. It's so sad. It's also very powerful. And um, so what does it say that the, um, the leaders, the opposition arose against Stephen as a deacon, you know, again, so he was not a vanilla type of personality if he was the first martyr. Um, so talk about what that tells us. Well, it tells us that Stephen was a threat to Satan. Uh, Satan and, and did not like um, the kind of character and even the kind of competence that a guy like Stephen and the other six um, in Acts chapter six had. And, and he, here's the thing. Let, let me ju- let me just cut to the cut to the point. Okay. What was going on in Acts chapter 6? Was it a mere culinary squabble? What Was it a mere food problem that the seven mm. were deployed to address? No. It was something much deeper. It was that the very unity of the church for which Jesus bled and died to secure was being threatened. It was fracturing along these very natural fault lines. And so that's why Satan hated the work of these seven, which were kind of forerunners to deacons, because they rose up as shock absorbers in the life of the congregation to safeguard the unity of the church, which Satan is always out to undercut. And so I'm not surprised that we see in chapter seven that Stephen is being targeted um, for his for his service. That's, That's Matt Smithers. Sorry, we got to cut you off, Matt. That's uh, the times that are uh, dictated to us by radio. Managing editor of the Gospel Coalition. Uh, more about deacons. Uh, we'll post more information about Matt's new work coming Great up. article. Before you open your Bible, nine heart postures for approaching God's word. Matt Smithers. If you're a radio listener, one thing I'm certain of is that you're not tuning in to listen to me. So I'm sorry about the next 45 seconds. 
But we have specifically chose this station because we think we're similar and we'd love for you to see why our mortgage team might be a good fit for you or someone you care about. One, we've got a direct lender advantage. Our mortgage team is an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender. There's no middleman, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls, an advantage that often allows us to get you a better rate, saving you monthly and lifelong money. Two, our faith is a big deal to us, and we're open about that. If we seem like a fit for you, we'd love to talk. We are United Faith Mortgage. UnitedFaithMortgage.com. Nice. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Melville Park Road, Melville, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to AnimalistConsumerAccess.org. Corporate Animalist number 1330. Ryan Rack, Animalist number 65233. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. Hi, my name is Tanya Ettinger, the Pittsburgh wedding planner and your luxury event concierge. Oh my, do you have to plan your wedding yet again? You don't know how many guests you're allowed to have at your wedding? Do you have to wear a mask or not? Your venue's not calling you back? It doesn't have to be that way. I am pandemic on-site protocol certified and I'm the solution to your wedding problems. At Weddings of Pittsburgh, my team and I will make your dreams come true. We attend to your every need so you don't have to lift a finger or worry about anything. Relax, leave the stress behind, and enjoy the adventurous experience that my magic will provide you. Go to WeddingsofPittsburgh.com, fill out the contact form, and enjoy the wedding you've always dreamed of. Tanya Edinger with Weddings of Pittsburgh. Let's make magic. My name is Ryan Bourne. And I'm Danica Bourne. And And we're we're the the owners owners of South Coast Tax. We would like to thank our Lord for protecting us from evil. Psalm 91 states, He is my refuge and my fortress, for He will rescue us from every trap and protect us from deadly disease. South Coast Tax are Christian-based tax accountants and attorneys who specialize in releasing bank levies, wage garnishments, and filing complex tax returns. We are the leaders in acceptance of offers and compromise with awesome results. We are also a small firm who will treat you like family and not just a number. Call us today at 1-800-TAX-1176 for a free consultation, and we'll take the time to explain all the programs that you qualify for in order to allow you a fresh start. In John 836, so if the sun sets you free, you will be free indeed, and one way we can achieve that is by being debt-free. So let us help you today. Call us at 1-800-TAX-1176, and together we can help achieve this goal by putting the IRS tax debt behind you for good. Again, that number is 1-800-TAX-1176. Israeli archaeologists revealed yesterday dozens of recently discovered fragments of biblical text known as the Dead Sea Scrolls was built on this collection that was found more than 60 years ago. Israel's antiquities authorities said the pieces of parchment feature lines of Greek text from the books of Zechariah and Nam. They've been uh, radiocarbon dated back to the second century A.D. Wow, that's so cool. Yep. They say that the finds are not just important to our cultural heritage in Israel, but to the entire world. The scroll fragments contain biblical text, also coins and additional finds from the Second Temple period that were found in a unique project directly attested to the Jewish heritage of the region. Uh, This is so cool. Here's the deal. These caves where they found these, they are so remote. Uh, 
and people have been going in there since the first discovery of these caves 60 years ago. Looting has been going on. Well, mm-hmm. in the past few decades, the Israeli authorities have really clamped down, and uh, they have these these teams of, of guys who now are rappling down deep, deep, deep into these caves. They're also using drones and going into places that never could they have gotten into before. Some of these finds, they found this... Um, it's a fabric urn, I guess you could call it. This It's maybe two feet high. It's dated. Now, this, of course, radiocarbon, so it's inexact. <coughs> Excuse me. 10,500 years old. Stop it. And now these these fragments. Oh, that's these, unbelievable. The fragments themselves, though, of the, you know, some of them go back to 132 AD. Look how fresh that is. Wow. It's like right there on the doorstep. Yep. So really cool news. I mean, biblical text found out there in the world. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app. iHeart, tune in and at radio.com. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. The gunman accused of killing eight people, most of them women of Asian descent, at three Atlanta-area massage parlors has been charged with murder. 21-year-old Robert Aaron Long told police the attack was not racially motivated. The Federal Reserve says it foresees the economy accelerating quickly this year, but still expects to keep its benchmark interest rate near zero through 2023, despite rising concerns about potential higher inflation. The central bank also said it would continue to buy $120 billion in bonds each month to keep longer-term borrowing costs down. The Senate confirming Catherine Tai to serve as the nation's top trade envoy. She will be the first Asian American to hold that position. Stocks finishing higher. The Dow gained 189 points. The Nasdaq up 53 and the S&P added 11. This is SRN News. Some home repairs simply can't wait for spring, especially a leaky roof or drafty old windows. You can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, windows, gutters and downspouts, siding, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Don't put it off. Right now, Windows R Us offers 12 months no interest financing and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Get new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office. Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, or composite. To show their appreciation to word listeners, you'll also get 10% off your total project when you mention this station. Get 12 months no interest, no processing fee, and 10% off, backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. That's WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. My name is Namrita Singh Gujral. I am a filmmaker and an immigrant. My film, America's Forgotten, uncovers the unintended consequences of a broken immigration system. The seven-year-old girl died in the desert. This child came from the country of India. I'm living in the child. I can go to the police. I never expected this journey would lead me to a truth that I never intended to find. A great pillar of the community was killed by a man who had been deported at least twice. The public would be outraged if they knew the truth. 
I found how much Americans are being lied to regarding our immigration policies at the border. My friends, my industry, even my family all rallied against the final message of this film. All credits had to be hidden for fear of retribution. If you care about the future of America, you should watch America's Forgotten. For additional savings, enter promo code Pittsburgh at checkout at SalemNow.com. Robinson Township Christian School celebrates a 40-year legacy of producing college-bound, lifelong learners whose lives are marked by wisdom, knowledge, and a compassion for others. At the airport area's only K-12 classical Christian school, students grow to love learning think deeply and communicate effectively from a biblical foundation robinson township christian school now enrolling preschool through 12th grade at rtcsonline.org the following is a real life story from trinity debt management it's probably been about 10 years ago i had quite a few credit cards and it was just getting to be too much so i called trinity if you're in debt and you need help call trinity at 1-800-936-5348 They met with me, and they were able to get all of my credit cards in one lower payment. Now we're doing a lot better. If your debt has you down, call Trinity at 1-800-936-5348. Tonight we'll see increasing clouds with periods of rain later tonight with a low of 47. It'll be cooler tomorrow with periods of rain and a thunderstorm becoming breezy in the afternoon. Tomorrow's high 50. Cloudy, windy, and colder tomorrow night. Periods of rain in the evening, followed by a rain or snow shower in spots late, low 29. For Friday, breezy, intervals of clouds and sun, high 45. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Oh, good afternoon. Thanks for coming along today, the five o'clock hour of the Wednesday ride home. Kathy, I want to make an admission here to you. I just oh, been I can't wait to hear. Thinking about this as I got up during the five o'clock break. Yeah. I, uh, you know, you, see, you hear the stories about Zoom calls. People, you know, wearing something nice up top, and you know. Right. Right now. Yeah. I got, I got the window open here in the spare room, and okay. for the first time, I'm wearing a pair of shorts. Get out of here. Hey, I got it going on. You're like, you're like one shirt. of those guys that make me mad at Giant Eagle now. <laughs> no, I'm not out in public wearing shorts. Okay, that's a good point. I, I'm sitting on a Zoom. You're wearing shorts. That's that's like, I mean, it is it. This is. All right, fashion rules. John Hall's fashion rules. March 17th, when the temperature's above 65 degrees, pull out the shorts, my friends. You won't regret it. <laughs> I don't know. Let me say that I support your embrace of the day. Yeah. Because I do believe, even though we've had warm, oh my gosh, you just show us your knee. <laughs> there it is. There Listen, you go, for my those friend. of you who don't watch the show, you're missing yeah. out. You know, uh-huh. you can you can watch the show every darn day on Facebook Live, the ride home mm. with John and Kathy or 101.5 Word FM. Um, if you missed it, if you're listening to it on a terrestrial radio and you want to see John's knee, you can just watch it later. It's an attractive knee. I, I uh, anyway, I, I want to say this is the warmest day we've had this year. Now, I know we've had days that were technically warmer by a couple degrees, but it seemed warmer today. No, yeah, it is. Because you know why? Hmm. Spring is here. Spring it's is not, here. It's not actually here. Oh, no, no. Spring is here. Right. The groundhog was wrong. Spring came early, and okay. thank goodness we got. You know, there's the silver lining in the insanity of this past year. 
and early spring. You, yes. you take your blessings where you can find them, I, all right? All right. Speaking of taking your blessings where you can find them, BuzzFeed put together a really, really funny article that both John and I found yesterday. Um, it's people who aren't Americans, okay, who come to America and share things that they thought were fake about our country, but they find out are actually true. So people come to visit family or they're coming on a vacation and you know how it is. I mean, you know, if, if you're living outside the U S your only connection probably is through movies, you know, things that are streaming and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And then you show up and all of a sudden you see them or you interact and you go, I thought that was fake. I didn't think that was a really thing. A really a, thing. A really thing. Okay. <laughs> surfer dudes, yeah. surfer dudes actually talk like surfer dudes. People thought that was made up. But it's not. If you're ever in, if, have you ever been in a like surfing yes. town, surf mm-hmm. town? Okay. Yeah. So the first time I was ever in a surf town, I was probably, I don't know, early thirties and I couldn't, I really couldn't believe it. Love it. I mean, it was, it, that's, it, it was what it was. I just, yeah, it's I a very it. particular I've gone, vibe. I've gone back about 10 times since. How about a uh, favorite Christian surfer for me? Uh, this is a very small category. I was going to say, what kind of, who fits in that category? John Foreman from Switchfoot, who oh. I love. I love. How do John you know Foreman. that he's a surfer? Did he oh, tell come us? Come on, if you, you follow, I follow him. I love, I oh, love okay. John Foreman. Follow him. So yeah, he's part of the surfing dude Christian world. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. Happy that go. that category's been mentioned on the ride home. <laughs> okay, number two on the list are the sizes of our beverages. Yeah. Okay. This person says, quote, when my family visited in 2017, we landed in Texas for a stopover. The first thing I saw in the shops part of the terminal was a dude drinking from what looked like an actual bucket. (laughs) Here in New Zealand, our large drinks would be considered an American small or medium. Mm. I I think that really is, you know, incriminating, right? You see people drinking. I mean, you know, the parks and rec thing, you know, where they you know that what's the name of the fast food place there in Pawnee yeah I forget I can't think of what it's called anyway the sizes of their beverages are absolutely (laughs) uh, child size is actually if you liquefied a child that's the volume it would be that's good now this is weird someone says you know in the in the article that they didn't think yellow school buses punch burger sorry it just came to me they didn't think that the yellow school buses were actually a thing now don't other countries have yellow school buses Yellow school buses are actually a thing in America. I honestly thought it was just a cartoon thing, but nope. Okay. I, I don't even I, think about yellow school buses. Yeah, I never, I never do either. I, don't, I guess I've never seen a school bus mm-hmm. like in another country, in another country yeah. that I can think of. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's a surprise that you can buy when you buy milk, you can buy it in gallon containers. That seems fine. This person who's from England says, when I visited America, I went to a supermarket for some breakfast stuff, cereal and milk. All they had was milk in gallons. Who could possibly want that much milk? <laughs> I mean, really funny. do you still, do you still drink? Oh, do you don't, you don't drink milk, do you? I do drink milk. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought it was like, I love milk. milk. I do too. I still drink milk. I love know? it. I think it's absolutely delicious. How about the uh, supermarket aisles dedicated to just cereal? Which yeah. don't you love the supermarket aisle? The no, cereal aisle? No, what? I hate the I cereal love aisle. It. I, I hate love it. the cereal aisle. I hate it. Why? It is because it's totally overwhelming to me. Well, I feel you know like why for. why does a human need this many options? I can't, I can't. And it's too many colors. And I just I feel like it's it overwhelming. Is a lot. Yeah, you're you're all right about that. A lot of colors, a lot of you know things going on there. But I love the cereal aisle. So I guess in other countries they don't have the cereal aisle. Okay. Another person who's new to America uh said 
you have those angry sinks that chop stuff. That's oh. the garbage disposal. Angry, yeah, yeah. <laughs> those angry sinks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you have a disposal in your house? Uh, I do not. Oh, okay. No. We Mike, do you have a disposal? Yeah. I do, a three-year-old. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, funny. That's, that's funny. <laughs> that's good. Do you have yeah. an angry sink is what I'm asking? I do not have a, you know, no, no I do not have uh, a garbage disposal. <clears throat> we bought our house. Our plumber, uh, he, he advised against it. Ah, uh, because of old plumbing. He said, you're way up on the yeah. hill here. I don't know what's getting, how mm -hmm. it's getting down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, another person said red solo cups are not just a Hollywood prop. Red solo cups. I guess. Yeah, they said when college. I immigrated to the U.S., my mother-in-law was making dinner and she offered me iced tea in an actual red solo cup mm -hmm. americans are nice and will stop to talk to strangers uh i've been through a lot of big american cities a lot of my tiny towns all of you north to south make canadians look like savages wow i expected something worse probably because of television on the internet i ended up leaving the country after the first time i visited blown away with a newfound very real love for my southern neighbors that's sweet yeah. that's sweet um, how about this? I was in Germany last summer, not last summer, the summer before. And, um, this was the number one thing I heard from people when I was in Germany, I was there for almost two weeks and they said they perpetually could not believe how little time we have off as far as vacation. Right. right. So this is mentioned in the Buzzfeed article. It says a friend of mine from Wisconsin was very proud. He got 20 days off per year, which is a pretty nice vacation thing, right? 20 days. Yeah. Said if someone in Germany offered me only 20 days, I'd laugh at him and leave. Yeah, they take months off. They take, they I mean, they have months away. and months right. and months. I, it's just shocking. It really is. It, it, the, um, I, I stayed with some people in Germany and um, the person who was hosting me said that there's no vacation that's shorter than two weeks. Very nice. That's lovely. Wouldn't it be nice? Okay. The final thing that uh, I want to talk about here with this article, Americans are very good at making pie. Someone says, I was pretty much alone during the Thanksgiving holiday because everybody else was with their families. One of the resident assistants that I befriended knocked on my door, brought me all different kinds of pie. Dear Lord, I've never tasted anything that delicious from blueberry to apple to pumpkin. Every single pie, they were all amazing. How about that? I had pie for lunch today. What? You did? I did. I had a, I had a chicken hand pie from Pie for Breakfast in Oakland, and it was... You live the life. Okay, let's take a quick break. Stephen Mansfield is back with us in just a Sounds little good. bit. We're going to talk about the, the Equity Act straight ahead. Point five W O R D. Okay, everybody in the car. Where are we going, Daddy? On an adventure. Yay! Adventures in Odyssey. It's not just a kids' show, it's a show the whole family can enjoy. Listen on this station. Adventures in Odyssey, tonight at 8 on 101.5 Word FM, W-O-R-D. For those of us who are healthy, it's hard to imagine what it's like to be chronically sick. If you're over 50, you may be fine today, but tomorrow, different story. Chronic illness can literally claim your financial world overnight. And suddenly you're tens of thousands in debt, mailbox overflowing with bills, notifications, warnings, and you think Obamacare will help you sort it out? Good luck getting someone even to talk to. 
This is Kathy Emmons, and my friends at Marley Financial have a better solution. It's their non-Obamacare pro-life health plan. It gives you the power of a national PPO instantaneously, savings of 30 to 60% off Obamacare for those over 50, no funding for abortion, and always someone to help you. Call 724-884-1496. One client recently in the hospital for 11 days for a bowel obstruction, the hospital billed him over $56,000. Marley Financial's non-Obamacare plan paid the entire claim and put $7,000 in his pocket. There's no other plan like it anywhere, and you can get it now. Call 724-884-1496 or visit MarleyFG.com. Hi, my name is Tanya Ettinger, the Pittsburgh wedding planner and your luxury event concierge. Oh my, do you have to plan your wedding yet again? You don't know how many guests you're allowed to have at your wedding? Do you have to wear a mask or not? Your venue's not calling you back? It doesn't have to be that way. I am pandemic on-site protocol certified and I'm the solution to your wedding problems. At Weddings of Pittsburgh, my team and I will make your dreams come true. We attend to your every need so you don't have to lift a finger or worry about anything. Relax, leave the stress behind, and enjoy the adventurous experience that my magic will provide you. Go to WeddingsofPittsburgh.com, fill out the contact form, and enjoy the wedding you've always dreamed of. Tanya Ettinger with Weddings of Pittsburgh. Let's make magic. When the earth stands between you and a finished project, you need E&K Excavation. Whether you have to dig it, grade it, drain it, prep it, stabilize it, shape it, clear it, or dispose of it, E&K Excavation has over 100 years of combined experience and a fleet of heavy equipment to help you bend it to your will. They can handle any size project for your home or business, providing quality results on time and on budget. For a free quote, visit ekexcavation.com. They'll move the earth for you at ekexcavation.com. It's easy and profitable to be kind to others when you enter the Kindness Challenge. Each day for 30 days, we'll post a new act of kindness you can do for others. On May 3rd, you could win $12,000 towards a new vehicle for you and another $12,000 for a hometown hero. See terms and conditions for complete details. You can make a difference in others' lives when you enter the Kindness Challenge. Share your kindness with others. Enter today at wordfm.com. What if you knew the exact moment a tornado was going to strike? Unfortunately, you don't. But shouldn't you be ready anyway? Go to ready.gov slash communicate and make your emergency plan today. Don't wait. Communicate. Brought to you by FEMA, Ready, and the Ad Council. have heard about the Equality Act, and of course, it sounds reasonable, the Equality Act. I mean, who doesn't love equality? But what is the Equality Act, and how does something that sounds so fair can be damaging to religious institutions like Christian universities? Stephen Mansfield is back with us. Stephen is a regular guest on our show, New York Times bestselling author of Lincoln's Battle with God, The Faith of Barack Obama, Pope Benedict XVI, Choosing Donald Trump, and Never Give In, The Extraordinary Character of Winston Churchill. Stephen posts regularly at his blog here today to talk to us about the meaning of the Equity Act. Hey, Stephen, thanks for coming along. Hey, it's great to be with you. Thank you. 
If you'd like to watch the show, you can log on to Facebook right now, The Ride Home with Johnny Kathy or 101.5 Word FM. We've got Stephen live from his office in Washington, D.C. Um, okay, so let's talk about language. So language is important, right? Um, it's important to all of us. And labeling is, you know, the way that we come to, you know, interact and understand the world around us. So when this thing is labeled the Equality Act, I mean, I'd be hard pressed to, you know, find someone on the street who thought that equality would be a bad thing. Well, and that's the problem with language, and that's the problem with the naming of bills in D.C. <laughs> right. uh, the, fa- the, the fact of the matter is that this bill will promote a great deal of inequality, and in its attempt to maybe right some wrongs, it leans towards uh, a kind of a bigotry against traditional Christians, uh, traditional religion, traditional values, you might call it, in this country. Let me, let me just set it up in, 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 in the simple form. Okay. This, this bill basically edits the 1964 Civil Rights Act, which all of us think about in terms of uh, gaining African-American rights, but now it inserts sexual orientation and gender identity into that bill. Well, let's think for a moment about what I've just said, gender identity. That means whatever person chooses to be in gender, whether they are that biologically or not, uh, that the law protects them in that choice. You can understand right from the beginning after the very first question, why this is going to cause tremendous upheaval in our society. So just by understanding that these two terms are being put into this 1964 Civil Rights Act, uh, you see the chaos that we're about to be thrust into should this thing pass. I see. Okay. So then Stephen, let's talk about the positive aspects of it, right? I mean, there are some things you think, well, equity is a good thing. So there has to be something, even as conservatives, that we look at the bill and shake our head and go, yeah, that makes sense. Oh, we don't want to see gay, lesbian, trans, queer, uh, any any group like that uh, harmed physically. Uh, we don't want to see them disparaged under the law. Uh, we want them to have equal access to services for the most part. I, I, again, that doesn't mean that every we believe that every individual should have to serve them in exactly the way they might want, uh, but that they shouldn't be discriminated against. They shouldn't be harmed. There should be equal justice under the law. All of those traditional American values that we hold to. So there are some good things in this bill, and there are also some re- attempted reaffirmations of religious rights that religious people can prefer their own type in their hiring uh, in a religious institution or in a church. That's, that's said lightly in the bill. So yes, there are some good things here. And by the way, the bill includes uh, discrimination. It's anti-discrimination regarding age. It's anti-discrimination regarding religion. There are other things protected in the bill um, and not just gender orientation and uh, gender identity and sexual orientation. So yes, you're absolutely right. We should affirm the good, and there is good in this bill. Very good. Okay, let's go back maybe in a legal sense and look at the 64 Civil Rights Act. I mean, in 1964, I don't think that there was even a concept that we would be talking about gender identity and sexual preference. No, you're absolutely right. So going back and reading those freedoms into it, right? I mean, is, is is that a corruption of the original intent? Well, I'll tell you what, I live in a largely African-American world, and I do so by choice. I attend an African-American church. I have about six or seven African-Americans in my family, et cetera, et cetera. And they will tell you that they feel like it's unjust to insert into the 1964 Civil Rights Bill matters of just choice, Uh, matters of I, I just choose to identify as female, for example. 
um, when they don't have a choice about how they look and 1960 and they, they, they love how they look, obviously. I'm just saying that that's not a matter of choice for them. That's a matter of birth. And therefore, there shouldn't be any discrimination about it. So, yes, it's controversial from the start to insert gender identity, which is a, a, a choice that an individual makes, not anything they're born with, um, into a bill that was, that was designed to guarantee fundamental rights for people with a certain color skin. Fundamental rights. So then the big concern, a lot of conservative Christians, of course, is how this protection or the equality of it uh, looks at as far as people's employment, especially in Christian institutions, whether it's universities or churches. Talk to us about those. Well, it's it's I've just been with, for example, some university Christian university presidents, and they are very concerned mm. uh, because the act, obviously, a Christian university would not hire a gay or trans uh, professor. For example, I'm talking about a traditional Christian university now, a biblically based traditional Christian, uh, what we might call orthodox Christian uh, university. They wouldn't hire. Um, a gay or trans or lesbian, if they if they knew it, the faculty member. That's not bigotry. That's simply them uh, leaning to their own kind, people of their own faith, uh, people of their own faith practices within their institution. Well, the possibility exists, according to this Equality Act, that lending practices could be cut off for them, that banks might not loan to them, Pell grants could be denied for them. I was talking to a university professor just yesterday who said that approximately a third of their university income comes from Pell Grants, which could be cut off if the university takes a stand in hiring professors based on their traditional faith as opposed to this Equality Act. So you Mm -hmm. see what you're dealing with. The issue is not so much that a local church is going to be forced to hire a gay pastor or forced to hire um, a, a gay secretary or youth pastor. That's not primarily the issue. But when it comes to universities, when it comes to lending practices, when it comes to your business, can you choose not to serve people of a certain kind? And obviously, I'm referring to the famous bakery situation where a a Christian baker did not want to do a cake for a gay wedding. That situation will be repeated over and over and over in our society if this passes. New York Times bestselling author Stephen Mansfield with us. He's the author of several books, a whole bunch, actually, including The Faith of Barack Obama, Choosing Donald Trump, and Never Give In, The Extraordinary Character of Winston Churchill. Um, so it makes me think of the Hobby Lobby ruling, uh, Stephen. And, you know, as I think back, I don't know how many years ago that was, four years ago or five years ago or something like that. But, you know, basically in my head, and I could be wrong about this, but in my memory, the essence of the ruling was that the court was affirming the fact that a, a private company can have um, an ethic. You know, they can have a, a standard that they hold to. And so therefore they can act in ways, accor- you know, to their employees, um, uh, you know, according to what their ethic is. So if this were to pass, it would go, it would go against that ruling. There, there would be, you know, there would be two different things, two different standards, I would say, operating. And that's exactly what's at, at, uh, in contest here in this bill. In fact, this act, uh, literally says that the freedom of rest, uh, the religious freedom restoration act, right. which hindered, limited what Congress could do in intruding in religion, cannot be used to make a case against this act. Should the Equality Act pass, mm. it says within the bill 
that the Religious Freedom Restoration Act cannot be used to mitigate really? against the provision of the bills. Yes, that's really? the exact, almost the exact language. Wow. And so, uh, and by the way, I want to say quickly, I'm not a lawyer. I just study these I'm things not. as an ac- academic. I want to make, make sure that I, people know I'm not giving legal advice here. So all that to say, yes, it's, it's dangerous in that sense that suddenly it's restricting some of the previous walls and hedges and boundaries of Congress's intrusion into religious life in America. So the Equality Act passed recently in the House. There's conversation about it on the Hill today. Perhaps you're saying uh, it may not pass, but we're still going to get fragments of this in one form or another, yes? What's very likely is that the Senate will negotiate, uh, will compromise on language. There'll be negotiations. The thing will be modified. It'll be sent back to the House. it's 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 questionable as to whether it's even going to pass, but it's not going to pass in its present form. So it'll be a little better than maybe what I'm saying right now. But I just today, in preparation for this interview, read the entire text of the act. And as it sits right now today, what I'm saying is what it will be. Now, hopefully there'll be modifications and hopefully, by the way, it won't pass. Let me just say quickly that absolutely we believe in protecting the fundamental rights of gay, lesbian, trans people. The bill doesn't have to go this far. So did Nancy Pelosi and those who joined her in proposing this and putting it before the House, were they being extreme as a negotiating tactic? Possibly. But this is, no question about it, an extreme bill. And people of faith don't need to be afraid, but they do need to be urging their their congressmen and senators to modify this thing, if not just uh, vote it down. Right. It's an awkward, it's an awkward position, isn't it? I mean... It's hard to be, uh, it's, you know, I, I want to, I want to follow Jesus in a way that's honest and, um, and, uh, and, you know, in that's all encompassing in life. Um, at the same time, when you come up against um, a culture that is preaching one thing and the gospel of Jesus is, is preaching another thing, um, it's difficult to stand in that space in a way that is intelligent and kind and uh, understanding while at the same time, those are, I, I guess what I'm saying is I feel awkward even talking about this because it's a difficult thing to think about, let alone, you know, act on. Well, and I'm glad that you feel that way. Uh, because that means you're, you're, you're thinking. It means you've got a conscience. It means you care about people. Uh, you know, I am as much a feminist as scripture will allow me to be. So when I take a pro-life stand, when my friends on the other side of the aisle, so to speak, accuse me of being anti-woman because I'm pro-life, accuse me. You, you see, I have the same response you have on this right. matter. Yeah. Hey, 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 I consider myself an advocate for women. I've got a 30-year-old daughter. I want her to be the Pope, the King, the General, the CEO, <laughs> and the President all wrapped in one. Right. Um, I couldn't be more pro-woman. However, um, suddenly I get accused of those things. So you're absolutely right. We're not bigots. We're not haters. Uh, but but anytime you affirm religious truth, it comes with what I sometimes call religious negatives. If I'm mm. pro this, I'm I'm opposed to that. If two plus two equals four, it doesn't equal anything else. And so our faith comes with things that we reject. It comes with things. Our ethical system comes with negatives, things that we don't want to be part of, things that we don't want to affirm. That's just what religion does in the world. And if all discernment, discrimination, moral choices are banned in certain situations, then that law is inherently anti-religion. And that's what we're dealing with now. It's a tough issue. Not everybody on the other side from, for example, me on this issue is necessarily evil, 
but they may not understand the implications of what they're doing. Right. But even though we are having this conversation, Stephen, right, here we are on Christian radio. If you're on the radio dial and you're just pushing, you know, the buttons up and down in your car to hear this conversation for some people is hate filled bigotry. It's inflammatory. Right. And they wouldn't know that the voice of Stephen Mansfield on this radio program uh, has gay friends. My wife works in the music industry. I've attended gay weddings. I've had gays to dinner in my home. Uh, I'm not anti-gay in the sense of loving them, wanting them to be cared for, wanting them to have equal justice under the law, etc. I am opposed not to them, but to laws that would require me to hire them in my institution of faith or require me to prefer them. And let's, let's, let's keep in mind here that this Equality Act that we're talking about actually makes some preferences that are, in, in fact, bigotry. Um, it actually prefers, it actually exalts gender identity over biological sex. So that if you have a 16-year-old daughter and she's biologically female, um, someone who identifies as female but actually has male parts as you've been reading in the press is actually preferred in this law is actually preferred in female sports is actually preferred in title nine i know etc but this is where we're going to run into tremendous problems let me just add quickly by the way that this act this act actually intrudes in parenting if a 16 in one state in a 16, if a 16 year old, a 16 year old child did receive counsel from a counseling firm that they ought to undergo trans, a transgender kind of process. Um, and the, and the a judge ruled that the parents opposition was not to be considered that a licensed counselor had given counsel to this child that they should undergo a transgender process and the judge sided with the counsel and the child and negated the parents counsel. Well, now this is the state coming right into the family. So I'm not, a, I'm not, I think, you know, we've talked so many times, you know, I'm not a crazed, hard right winger. Sure. I'm not angry. I'm not, my hair is not on fire. Um, and I, and I don't mind saying to everyone, I love my gay friends, but when you intrude in the family and parental decision-making, when you put gender decisions on minors, um, when you intrude into religious preferences and processes, well, now, of course, you're going to incite a lot of people. And that's what we're talking about. Stephen Mansfield with us, author, speaker, coach. Find Stephen online, stephenmansfield.tv, stephenmansfield.tv. Stephen, we'll step away for just a few minutes. Can you stay with us just a little bit longer? I sure can. Very good. Thanks so much. We'll take a quick break, as I said, and come back. Listen, there's lots of good news. Spring is here, and things are going to get better in the very near future. To serve as a ruling elder is a high and holy office. RPTS now offers five flexible online courses to help you shepherd the Church of God. The Ruling Elders Program features courses on biblical counseling, interpretation, worship, the church, care and administration, plus preaching at elective options that best fit your ministry paradigm. No papers, no exams, just solid biblical teaching from experienced pastor professors. Individual and group rates available. RPTS, study under pastors. Learn more at rpts.edu. My best friend is blessed with three kids and a big house. All the kids have their own rooms, but recently life in that big old house has been different. In an effort to solve kid boredom, my friend bought one of those massive blue tarps and created a full room tent in the spare bedroom. They put each of the kids' mattresses under the tent in the shape of a T. And every night for now five weeks, the kids have slept with their heads feet apart instead of rooms apart. He says they've never been closer. 
It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, and when I see a home, I can't help but see interest rates, escrows, and trying to help listeners pay the least amount possible. But for me, that story was a needed reminder that it doesn't matter whether our homes are big or small. It only matters whether we're willing to enjoy the little things that God gave us today, like a tarp tent. If you happen to be looking for a new place to put up a tarp of your own, we are United Faith Mortgage. We pay your appraisal fees up to $500. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. We've all been thinking a lot lately about the air we breathe. QDOT has been thinking about it for over 100 years, providing big HVAC solutions for the commercial industry, including healthcare, where air quality is paramount. Does your home deserve any less? For affordable solutions, including their new bipolar ionizer, which may eliminate up to 99.4% of airborne viruses, including SARS-CoV-2. Breathe easier with QDOT. Call 412-366-6200 or visit q-dot.com. You're not wired to have a response to this sound. You're neutral to it. And you can hear it repeatedly without feeling anything. But when we introduce a new stimulus, save the food. We've achieved pulling a natural or inborn response from you. Save the food. Because 40% of all food in the U.S. never gets eaten. Save the food. Cook it, store it, share it. Just don't waste it. For tips and recipes, visit savethefood.com. Brought to you by NRDC and the Ad Council. For cancer patients, being a survivor doesn't begin at remission. It begins at diagnosis. Word FM presents Survivor Stories. Stories of hope, of faith, and courage. In the words of patients and caregivers who are living through cancer together. Share your story at wordfm.com. Survivor Stories. Sponsored in part by Young Adult Survivors United and Geneva College. Details at wordfm.com. Listen on your smart speaker, the Word FM app at wordfm.com, iHeart, TuneIn, and on radio.com, in the car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Tonight we'll see increasing clouds with periods of rain later tonight with a low of 47. It'll be cooler tomorrow with periods of rain and a thunderstorm becoming breezy in the afternoon. Tomorrow's high 50. Cloudy, windy, and colder tomorrow night. Periods of rain in the evening, followed by a rain or snow shower in spots late, low 29. For Friday, breezy, intervals of clouds and sun, high 45. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. We're enjoying our time with Stephen Mansfield, author, speaker, coach. You can find him online, stephenmansfield.tv. We were talking about the Equality Act, but Stephen, you know, I, I love it because you've got to grab any ray of sunshine that you can in this very weird year we've just been through. And so you just posted today, you're talking about seeing the end of COVID and post-pandemic, good news is ahead, isn't it? It absolutely is ahead. And this is something I really want to celebrate. The economic factors for most Americans and for our economy as a whole uh, are really solid. Now, I don't want to pause and say, I realize some people have lost their jobs and people are hurting, sure. desperate for these checks coming from the government soon. I am not putting that down. I've had friends die. I have friends in tough economic circumstances. But the fact is, um, let me just drop back and give a quick historical analogy uh, comparison. During the Great Depression, 10,000 Americans became millionaires for the first time. So even, even during difficult circumstances, there can be tremendous economic advance. And I, I, won't be, I won't recite all the stats, but Americans have paid off massive amounts of credit card debt during COVID. Mm. 
their homes have increased dramatically because what's going on in real estate markets uh, on average now increased dramatically in value. Um, overall, the American economy is really churning. It's like people chomping at the bit just behind a gate, waiting for that gate to open. So one of the senior economists with the Washington Post said that we are looking at a tremendous opportunity for a our economy to roar, he actually used that word, a non-economic term, um, to roar on the other side of COVID really getting tamed. Mm. Okay, so, you know, we were talking off air about what, it's just a beautiful day here in Pittsburgh. We're so excited. I think we got to, would we get to 66 degrees today? Somewhere in that ballpark. That's that's probably the warmest we've been in about, seems like five years. Um, Actually, it was just a long winter. But um, there's this sense of optimism, Stephen, about just, you know, the fact that you know, more people are getting vaccines, you know, the, uh, the economy seems to be just kind of waiting when we're talking about restaurants and, you know, that sort of sector, that's a big thing here in Pittsburgh. Um, so from your perspective, do you sense that? I mean, you already talked about the numbers, but what about a sense that like, do you feel that in the people, you know? Yes, I, I do. I, I live in, I think people know I live in both Nashville and DC and in both places, the churning, the eagerness, the excitement, um, about about just if the restrictions will just lift. Yeah, I was yeah, just yeah. talking again, again because I live in, live in Nashville. I know some artists and some of them pretty fairly well known. And some of the huge concerts are resuming this fall. Right. Well, uh, in, in Nashville, but folks may not know if you have a big show, let's say by the Eagles, just to pull a name out of a hat, the, the number of industries affected by an Eagles tour, oh, the number of contractors, sure. the different t-shirt sales to, you know, obviously liquor sales to, to the sure. venues, to sure. taxi drivers, to Ubers, it just brings a whole segment of the economy forward. Well, people are standing there just ready to launch, so to speak. Um, and the and the economic force is there. And, and in fact, the, the, the stock exchange today is almost about to break a record. That's that's how solid it is. So I realize there's economic difficulty out there, but the opportunity to overcome it uh, and actually mm. advance beyond the point of where uh, where we started at the beginning of COVID is pretty tremendous. Yeah, it's good. I mean, you can certainly feel it. There's no doubt about that. So Stephen, yes. we've asked most people who've joined us over this uh, last few months, uh, have you yourself, your wife, have you received the uh, vaccine? I have not yet because I'm way, way, way too young. But my wife, my wife being many, many, many years older than I am, I'm hoping, I think she's in the other room. If she comes in and smacks me, you'll know. Um, She's had, that's right. She's had the first uh, and not the second, but I think she has the second in a few weeks. I believe in it. I support it. Um, I was just at a medical university yesterday talking to people about this very thing. Uh, good research, good science, good things happening. So yeah, I encourage it and I'll have it just as soon as I can. Uh, but I, uh, I'm, I'm in addition to what I do that you've described, I'm also clergy. Um, and so in, in Virginia, clergy now can get the shot, even though I'm not over 65. Oh, okay. So, so I may, I may play that card and get it, but I, you know, I think I've had COVID. I'm doing fine. I don't want to bump anybody else. So I may hold off a little sure. while. I'm not sure yet. Okay. But anyway, yeah, I'm, I'm a big believer in everybody getting it as quickly as possible so we can get past this. Yeah. Well, Stephen, it's always terrific to talk to you. Maybe next time you come, it'd be interesting to, to kind of uh, hash out the idea of why people are reluctant about the vaccine. You know, there are a lot of, it's like a multifaceted issue, right? People are coming at it from, from you know, political perspective or rural versus urban or, you know, religious or whatever. And I don't know, it's a fascinating time. We always like to talk about that, those types of issues with you. So thanks again for your time. 
Great to be with you. Thank you so much. Our great pleasure. Stephen Mansfield, as I said, stephenmansfield.tv, author of, of multiple books, speaker, coach, and pastor as well. We'll take a quick break. Come back. We still have much more ahead. So ride home here with Johnny Kathy, Pittsburgh's Christian Talk, Word FM. 101.5 WORD. The Word of God. It's bold, it's direct, it cuts across the grain of popular culture. It illuminates the mind and transforms the soul. Its meaning doesn't change. It applies to everyone, everywhere. Hi friend, this is John MacArthur encouraging you to find out what the Bible means by what it says. Join me for clear teaching from God's compelling Word every Monday through Friday right here on Grace to You. Tomorrow morning at 7 on 101.5 WORD. Hi, I'm Brooke Burke, and I have a question for you. Do you ever consider just how important your feet are? They're quite literally the foundation of your body, and if you don't take care of them, you're asking for problems. That's why I wear Skechers' new ArchFit shoes. Skechers teamed up with podiatrists to make a shoe that provides total foot and arch support. They used 20 years of data to design a podiatrist-certified insole that distributes support across the arch, no matter what foot type you have. Plus, Skechers ArchFit provides extreme comfort. In fact, these just might be the most comfortable Skechers I've ever worn. Whether I'm walking or standing, they feel like a dream. Just try them on and you'll feel the instant difference. So if foot care is as important to you as it is to me, check out Skechers ArchFit. They're podiatrist certified, they're comfortable, and they look great. Because when it comes to preserving my body, I know Skechers has my back and my feet. Get the support you need with Skechers New Arch Fit at a Skechers store near you, Skechers.com, or wherever stylish shoes are sold. This is good news, maybe exactly when you need it to. Right now, MetaShare is waiving their new member fees. This could save you money on top of all that you'll save each month by becoming a member of MetaShare. So many people are looking for a healthcare solution right now, seeing the cost of COBRA plans, for instance, and MetaShare is the affordable alternative to health insurance. The typical family saves $500 a month. You might save even more. MediShare is a Christian community that shares each other's health care costs. And because of the current economic situation, they're making it easier than ever. Apply by March 31st. You can save an additional $170 on your first month. I'll give you the number here in a second. And if you call, you can get a price within two minutes. Just tell them the promo code SHARE to receive your additional savings. Maybe now is the time to make the switch like more than 400,000 people already have and start saving. Here it is. Call 844-45-BIBLE. That's 844-45-BIBLE. 844-45-BIBLE. When the earth stands between you and a finished project, you need E&K Excavation. Whether you have to dig it, grade it, drain it, prep it, stabilize it, shape it, clear it, or dispose of it, E&K Excavation has over 100 years of combined experience and a fleet of heavy equipment to help you bend it to your will. They can handle any size project for your home or business, providing quality results on time and on budget. For a free quote, visit ekexcavation.com. They'll move the earth for you at ekexcavation.com. This makes sense. So, does what make sense? Mouthwash. Yeah, I think mouth mouthwash makes good sense. Okay. I do. I mean, you know, you brush your teeth, right? But then, what if you have something kind of funky, like you know, you go and you're having some salsa. You know, salsa. You got big chunks of peppers and onions and all that. That can overwhelm you. 
and that salsa gets going in your system. You take a little hit of something, wash that out. You know, wash that salsa right out of my hair. I, so I do believe that uh, mouthwash in certain circumstances can make perfect sense. Okay. Um, I, think I look you're at wrong. your face. Wait, you're yeah, saying. I think you're wrong. I was just thinking about like the salsa in your hair, but um, <laughs> I think that toothpaste is such a wonderful invention. And you pair it with a toothbrush when you've loosened, you know, the detritus in your mouth. And then you add water to it and you just kind of swish it around. Yeah. I feel like you're good. And I feel like, now this is my own personal, like, this isn't like Pew Research or something here. But in my experience, when I use mouthwash, it makes my breath worse. What? It like makes instant, it worse? Like at the, at the immediacy of it, it works. But five or ten minutes later, it's no good. Huh. Okay. So I'm, <clears throat> this is kind of funny. Years ago, I uh, I did have myself a little a mouthful of mouthwash. Yeah. And then I went to the store and this young woman said to me, you smell like my dad. <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of stopped using it because of that. That's probably good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, All right. Good. So mouthwash, it makes sense to me. It doesn't make sense to you. Right. Right. All right. Okay. Uh, we recently, uh, the son here went shopping and bought something for his car and bought me one too. He bought me a Glade um, air freshener you stick in your heating vent. So then you turn on the car and then the hot air and then this whole car smells like this Glade thing. Listen, that doesn't make any sense to me. I got in the car and turned the heat on. I was coughing. I thought, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm taking in, you know, whatever, carcinogenics. Forget right. about the COVID thing. I got the cover because I got the Glade and the mouthwash. <laughs> so does the so does the air freshener thing you stick in your vent make any sense? No, you know? no. I think that's a bad idea, John. I'm on your side there. I don't feel like I don't any artificial air freshener to me. It feels like it gets stuck in the back of my nose. Yeah, you know I, what I mean? Like in the back of my throat too. I can't get rid of it. It's like unless I can unless you're eating salsa. That's all I'm saying. So, car air freshener? No. Mouthwash, yes. Spring is in the air. Spring is everywhere. Hi, it's me, Marcia, from the Spring House. And spring is a great time of year on both our farm and our store. It kicks off with farm tours, and we just love sharing our farm with all those precious young folks. Graduation party season and wedding and shower season start up now, too. So my sister Jill and her catering crew are on the road in our Red Spring House vans almost every day, delivering homemade country cooking to families all over the Tri-County area. My brother, Sam, and his farm guys are busy this time of year planting corn and pumpkins and hay, along with getting the cows milked and fed two times a day, too. The Springhouse store crew loves serving all the families that come to visit, to enjoy our homemade lunches and suppers, to take a zing down our hillside slide, and to top off their experience with a Springhouse ice cream concoction, like a strawberry ice cream shortcake. Come see us and let us share a little of our farm with you at the Springhouse. 724-228-3339 or springhousemarket.com. Need cash fast? Figure can help. A figure personal loan is a smart, fast way to get up to $50,000 from the comfort of home. Just go to figure.com and apply online in minutes. You can check your rate without affecting your credit. Whether you need cash for past, present, or future, 
Figure can have you funded in as few as two business days. Stop paying those sky-high interest rates and consolidate debt at a lower interest rate. Just go to figure.com. That's figure.com. Figure Lending LLC, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Figure.com. Need life insurance but have diabetes, high blood pressure, or on anxiety meds? If you're a 50-year-old male, even porky, or with type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of life insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. For affordable term life insurance, call Term Provider and speak with Big Lou at 800-555-1509. 800-555-1509 or visit BigLou.com. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. 800-555-1509. Your business is ready for a reboot, a recharge. The way our companies operate has changed. The changes haven't been easy, but there's help. The marketing team at Salem Surround gives you the tools needed to stand out and be visible to current and potential customers online right now looking for what you do. We can design a plan that targets potential customers with proven marketing strategies. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. Welcome back to Customize and Save with Liberty Mutual Insurance Company, the game show where you only pay for what you need. And we're out of time. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Liberty, 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 Liberty. You could win $12,000 towards a new vehicle for you and another $12,000 for a hometown hero. When you enter the Kindness Challenge, go to wordfm.com to enter the Kindness Challenge today. That's wordfm.com. Years ago, when I first started to watch um, the Oscars, you know, this was like uh, early 70s, and uh, Marlon Brando famously won an Oscar but he chose not to show up. And instead he sent a representative of one of the tribes of native Americans in this country. And uh, she got up in, and she was wearing native American garb and she, she gave an acceptance speech on behalf of Marlon Brando. That was the first time that I, I I witnessed what I would call, you know, a native American activism. Hmm. There was a period, you know, like late sixties, early seventies, where, you know, I think probably it was like a reckoning, this is, you know, now, of course, we, we do talk about this. You do see this, especially if you live in the Southwest. So uh, I saw a piece uh, the other day that talks about this sort of awakening that happened in America mid-60s forward. So in 1966, uh, people went out, anthropologists, historians, and they went out with portable, you know, I put that in quotes, portable tape recorders, and they started to visit Indian reservations and places where Native Americans had historically lived. They collected some 6,500 stories from indigenous people across the United States. Now, Doris Duke, who was a, a tobacco heiress, philanthropist, she funded this. She funded all, all this money so these, these stories could be had because, you know, the people, as it, as it is wont, right, older people are passing away, especially for Native Americans. Those stories were handed down one generation after another for decade, 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 for hundreds of years. So those stories were collected from 66, I think, to 75, the Doris Duke uh, archives. Then they sat on a shelf, basically. The tape recordings just kind of 
floundering away, starting to disintegrate. Well, just uh, recently, newly announced that funding will help universities make these decade-old interviews widely available. $1.6 million in grants, again, with the Doris Duke Charitable Foundation to digitize and share oral histories collected decades ago. I mean, this is fascinating to think now they'll be, you know, online, you'll be at a click of a button, able to go back and hear stories about Native Americans, you know, from 100, 200 years ago that sure. have been passed down. Isn't that fascinating? Sure. I love that. I love that, that, that there are a group of people who cared enough to do that. I didn't know that Marlon Brando story. Oh, I never heard you? that. Hmm. Oh, it's a really famous. Yeah. Look it up sometime. I mean, you yeah. know, it was, yeah. Marlon what did he Brando. win for? I think he won for The Godfather, mm. I want to say. Yeah, I think Believe it was. Me, he deserved to win for the Godfather. I'll oh, tell you yeah. that. Yeah. Um, okay, so totally changing the subject. A really sweet, funny story um, from the Washington Post yesterday about a little boy by the name of Hagen, uh, three years old, who left his Buzz Lightyear doll on a Southwest Airlines flight. He was on the flight with his mom and dad. His mom was seven months pregnant at the time, and they were flying um, because someone in their family had uh, suddenly passed away. And so things were very, very hectic. And so when they got in the rental car and they realized that Hagen did not have his Buzz Lightyear, there was absolute panic. Because you can imagine if you have a two or three-year-old and they're separated from their thing, That's whatever that is. That happened to you guys? Whenever yes, you were, it did. Uh, oh, my God. And I can't imagine being in another city and having that happen, right? right? Just being like absolutely paralyzed. Anyway, mom said, Buzz is on a special mission, honey, and he'll return to you shortly. Now, in her head, that meant that Good she was going mom. to like go to Target and like buy a new one. That's okay, right. but I got to give this guy's name out. Jason William Ham is a ramp agent at the Clinton National Airport in Little Rock, Arkansas. And he took it upon himself and got others involved on his mission as well to find Buzz Lightyear and reunite Buzz with his owner, Hagen. Now, this is really, really That's sweet. Good. Okay. So he said it was the last flight of the night. And so they always go through the air, the aircraft and make sure that nobody left anything. And people usually leave something. Anyway, they found the Buzz Lightyear. And the first thing he thought was somebody is really going to miss this. Mm. Someone's really. So they actually went through and they looked at the, uh, at the flight list, you know, the passenger list. And they saw that on the name on the bottom of the Buzz Lightyear boot, it had the name Hagen listed on there. And so they found that there was a little boy named Hagen who was on the plane. And so they found an email address that was associated with his parents and emailed him. Okay, so this 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 ramp agent, God bless him, sends an email to the family says, look, I've got Buzz and I want to return him. Tell me the best address to send him to. But. The story's not over because it gets way better than that. So he finds that he's thinking about this more and more, this gate agent. He's like, you know what? I'm going to make this even better. So he decides to take Buzz out onto the tarmac and take photographs of him, like with the airplane in the background. He takes him into the cockpit. He has a picture of Buzz in the cockpit. Wow. I mean, it is so in the Washington Post, you can see these actual photographs. Okay. So he says... When he returns Buzz Lightyear, he includes a letter to Hagen, two-year-old Hagen. He says, to Commander Hagen, I am very excited to return to you upon completing my mission. I was able to explore the airport and spaceport in Little Rock, Arkansas while I was away, and I have included photos of my adventure. My journey has taught me a lot, but I am so thankful to return to my buddy. 
So there's a picture of the letter that is written in, it's just so awesome. And then the photographs he took of Buzz Lightyear out on the tarmac are absolutely priceless. That is so cool. Anyway, the family said they were completely stunned to receive the initial email saying that they had Buzz Lightyear, right? And they could not believe what they received in the mail when they got the package. I mean, he, the guy decorated the outside of the box. He drew Buzz Lightyear on the outside of the box. He had like all sorts of little quotes from the movies. I mean, it is so great. It's just really, really talk about somebody who completely went above and beyond. You got to love that. Uh, clearly, that was a dad, right? A dad loving. Look, well, and and a dad who's like artistic. Yeah. Right. He was able to draw all these things and take and these motivated. photographs and put it all together. I mean, it's just really fast. Okay, now, this, this, this question about the guy's name, the boy's name on the foot of Buzz Lightyear. Hagen. Hagen. My wife, if it wasn't running, my wife put our family name on it. So, the, <laughs> I mean, they were like balls. <laughs> frisbees the kids reached a certain age where they were like mom stop please i'm in high school don't put the name in the jacket don't put right don't put hall in my raincoat no exactly i mean the frisbee we we used to laugh about oh the frisbee that's my frisbee it's got my name on it but in in the buzz Lightyear instance hagen yeah that was that was a worthy call hey uh the the uh, podcast up and running there there it is the podcast up and running wordfm.com on facebook the ride home with john and kathy Have a great night. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group.